0: what a gradient wow i have to find new intro music that tell that teletubby portion <laughs> i didn't catch that <laughs> before before i just decided to slap it on <laughs> but nonetheless it's different so it's good it's new yeah yeah gotta keep things fresh here on the let's talk about it podcast welcome again guys we're coming to you not live for the first time
1: pre-recorded
0: yeah ever ever well and it's justified, right? Yes. Yeah. Our Spotify audience had like eight listens at least per episode. And then our YouTube video, apparently that's really popular because that was like, what, 11 views? Is that yep. what it is? Yeah. So, and then how many live viewers have we had the last couple of weeks? Like zero? Yeah. Zero to three. L- literally zero. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine. Um, especially for like live podcasts. Ow.
1: Oh. New live podcast. About.
0: New, Yeah, new live podcast. Maybe, you know, especially for like late afternoon, middle of the week. Maybe a lot of people can't catch it for XYZ reason. So, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the excuses. All I know is that we can adapt, we can overcome, and then uh, we, we, we just move on. Just try new things. So this is us trying a new thing, pre-recorded podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So with that said, uh, we are on Anchor FM, which means that you can listen to our podcast on Spotify. Uh, was it iTunes? Yep. Uh, iTunes. Apple Podcasts. Uh, there's another one in there, a really weird one that I can't remember.
1: Yeah, it has a right weird now. name. I'll see if I can find out what it is. Yeah,
0: but that whatever that weird platform is, and then as well, uh, YouTube. We'll be uploading the the whole podcast video on YouTube, so you can see. The equalizer bounce up and down to our voices as we uh you know do do the do the podcast thing um but nevertheless hopefully you know the the pre-recorded podcast and the publishing will announce it once that is uploaded uh that way everyone can listen to this podcast and future podcasts as well and hopefully we can have a more consistent upload with the pre-recorded podcast as well um because with some streaming we've had some technical issues where the whole podcast isn't captured. Or it's captured in sections that are hard to splice together, or more accurately, I've been too lazy to splice together, because <laughs> it definitely can happen, but I just haven't
1: done that. Plus, it, it always, if it cuts out, it kind of sucks, it'll just be going about one thing and then just totally change all random. Yeah, it's not continuous. So, it's, where we are on Google Podcasts, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, pocket cast radio public and spotify what the hell is breaker i don't know
0: <laughs> i've never heard of it it's not like the water park right because <laughs> that place is shut down which is sad i kind of want to go actually now that i want to go there i have never been there to be honest breakers either. water park i went there like once when i was maybe seven years old i was really young i was like seven or six Ooh. um and i've i didn't learn to swim until i was you know well in my teen years so that was actually terrifying me being a little guy (laughs) You, you know that big the big wave pool that they have yeah i thought that was gonna swallow me and like i would never be found again but uh yeah breakers water park from what i can remember not that big of a deal so i don't think you missed out on much and it was expensive really from what i heard yeah at least that's what my parents tell me, but they told me everything was expensive growing up, so <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know, uh, and I never will know, so that's it. But anyway, enough about water parks and enough about podcast uh, platforms that we never heard about. Um, let's, jump, let's jump straight into our stories today. We got some uh, coronavirus stories to share. Yep. We got some, uh, some thoughts on some uh, free-to-play games that we mentioned last, last week. Uh, some news about an exciting hotel that everyone in our friend group is going to be super excited to to go to. I know I'm excited. I'm going to do my best to save up some cash so that as soon as reservations go up, I can grab a room.
1: Yeah, because it's going to have to, you're going to have to act fast for sure. Yeah,
0: probably like Coachella levels of fast. But anyway, we will go into that uh, discussion here. Um, But as always, we'll jump headfirst into the tech news. Um, Again, Tech news, a little slow. That's how it is after CES in the beginning of the year. Every major announcement uh, and every major release is usually saved for summertime. Uh, sometimes we'll get some cool like TV slash panel news in the beginning of the year so that there's cool TV tech to sell for Super Bowl time. But that's not the case this year, unfortunately. And I don't really care about panel display technology either so uh sorry guys if you want to learn more about that then you're just gonna to have to google it but anyway uh the the lowdown on a lot of tech news right now is actually a lot of tech companies are actually being forced to shut down right now uh because of the coronavirus uh lots of tech manufacturing in china has shut down or offices of tech companies uh, to prevent the corona outbreak from spreading even worse in china uh companies like tesla their manufacturing uh plant over in china has been ordered to shut down because of the coronavirus Uh, google shut down their corporate offices in china uh to you know same reason because coronavirus uh there is another company that i know was uh was was a uh, that i wanted to mention oh yes huawei the phone company which is a domestic chinese company they postponed their developers conference because of the coronavirus as well so interesting that they're doing that not really interesting but that kind of gives us an idea of just how bad this whole coronavirus uh you know outbreak is yeah Uh, especially with these multi-billion dollar companies just telling everyone to take a breather because of this flu that's going around or you know the sickness that's going around you know chinese workers never take a break they're never allowed breaks and if they're getting a break because of this sickness then it's kind of a big deal yeah uh what should we expect as you know the end consumers for these shutdowns uh we should probably expect prices of components and general electronics to go up mm-hmm. just a little bit. Uh that's kind of what we saw a couple months ago when the Samsung uh plant in Korea lost power for one day. Uh that affected actually a lot of uh, RAM and SSD prices cuz Samsung is one of is the largest manufacturer of DRAM components uh, as well as NAND flash for the tech sector. They lost power for one day. One day. Uh, and that caused everything that was in production at the time. So that includes, you know, silicon wafers for for processing nodes, uh, DRAM cache modules, everything. Just like that was in the process that day, dead. That just scrap it all.
1: Dead. Had to throw it away.
0: Like millions upon ma- like millions of dollars worth of damages oh of lost God. components. So this <coughs> this coronavirus thing that they're shutting down the plants for, not exactly the same case, but. Still, they have to shut down for at least a day, send everyone home. I'm expecting it more, like maybe three days. But we have to wait and see. For now, it's just they're sending everyone home uh, to prevent the you know, the, the, the coronavirus outbreak. So good on them. Uh, it kind of sucks that it has to come to a, a plague, essentially, right. so for them to send their workers home. But a good call, nonetheless. Still freaky still freaky for me but anyway after the coronavirus uh scare outbreak news with lyft the you know the the rideshare company they're actually having struggles keeping afloat right now they actually laid off uh, 90 employees for the reason that lyft is struggling to be profitable actually uh to kind of put it in a percentage number 90 employees is almost two percent of their workforce um now that number alone isn't doesn't sound bad but if you talk to any business owner if you talk to to any economist if you have to lay off just completely two percent of your workforce especially with a larger company it's it's a bad sign yeah (laughs) still a
1: lot of still a lot of layoffs
0: yeah yeah so that actually leads me to think how uber is doing right now or any other rideshare company as far as their profitability i think the
1: last thing i heard about uber was actually like a week ago to where they're actually gonna test something in california where they're gonna be allowing like the drivers to choose their own like rates essentially Ooh. yeah which i think is very interesting it, it's it's definitely better for the drivers because they'll be able to make more money however if uber's struggling in the same place lyft is it probably won't last long yeah yeah. I wonder personally
0: if this is more of like a market uh, adaptation. Uh, to provide some more clarity on that, Lyft in an official statement said that they're still growing rapidly and they plan to hire more than a thousand new employees this year in 2020. So my thought process behind that is maybe what what's happening is that those 90 employees that were laid off were part of a project, like a pet project, or maybe they were part of an active development of Lyft as a business, or maybe some of their software development that are just not needed anymore. That happens a lot with growing businesses as they grow and as they expand their modules of how they function as a business, uh, especially within the tech development part of a business, it's easy to get outdated and it's easy to just not be needed anymore so that's what i think is going on here um if lyft is telling the truth about their rapid expansion and plans to hire a thousand new employees let's see if they actually do that um but still it's sad to see you know these people get laid off yeah. from lyft it's sad to see anyone uh get laid off a little bit more news about lyft regarding that um they were they reportedly lost 463.5 million dollars in the third quarter of 2019. Oof. So that alone does not sound like rapidly growing. Right. <laughs> to me, at least. Uh, but, well, we'll see. Uh, the, and then the quarter before that, they lost $644 million. Ugh. That's a lot of money, man. Like, that's a lot of money to just lose. Uh, I'm no businessman. I do know that lots of functioning businesses don't exactly turn a profit but can still operate. Just because of how they're set up, or how you know they're financing all their assets and things like that, lots of business things that, and I'm sure if someone has a business podcast, they can cover that. Which is not this one, as far as I know. <laughs> but, but yeah, so Lyft. Let's see if they, uh, let's see if they keep to their promises and hiring more people and actually expand more this year. Uh, and if not, then rip uh, Lyft. <laughs>
1: I always, and pieces.
0: yeah yeah i've always found lyft to be slightly more expensive than uber at least that's how it was in utah when really? i went there to visit yeah
1: and every time i check it out here Uber's always like slightly ex- more expensive like by a dollar
0: mm-hmm. that may be just how
1: it is here versus utah
0: because and it wasn't like a big difference it was maybe a dollar difference yeah for like a nine mile ride that i needed to get in utah so it's, I mean, I may be exaggerating here, but numbers are numbers, right? Yeah. And if one's higher than the other, then, then it's higher. Like, there's no disputing that. Uh, but anyway, moving on to the next story. Uh, this is actually just one that I saw right before we started recording this podcast. It was about a robot that learns to sweat. Uh, there's a, and, to, and by, you know, learning to sweat, basically it learns how to cool itself. Uh, as this as this functioning robot but anyway there's this tiny little robot it looks like an octopus tentacle yeah. Yeah. really um but it's 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 really really small it's uh it's a robotic finger quote unquote is what the you know the the testing lab calls it uh, it's meant to like grip things which is why it's like all bending and stuff but anyway uh this little robot was designed to work long operating hours which can lead to overheating of the internal components of this robot you know there's lots of mechanical moving a lot and a lot of times metal parts uh that simple lubrication you know using grease or using oils just can't stand up to Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a little bit different than huge manufacturing machines in factories right like you have these big machines that are punching out you know for example you know thousands of sheets of metal a day uh you those can survive off of uh, off of you know general lubricants because you can just slosh gallons of lubricants on those machines and they're designed to work that way not so much for little robots like this little robot you know finger-sized robot uh the 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 principles of i guess fluid dynamics and and lubrication don't apply the same way so this robot is actually designed with uh with uh with just like humans little pores (laughs) that are in it that allow it to cycle liquid that's built into the robot uh that uh that allow it to cool the components inside to keep it from not necessarily you know uh losing lubrication but are designed to help it overheating
1: that's still so weird to me
0: yeah first we i mean just a couple of weeks ago we talked about the the, the robots that the you know, organic the, yeah lens. the organic robots <laughs> that you know produce single in, you know single instructions on the genetic level that are programmed quote-unquote that way and now we're talking about Finger robots that that's sweat. sweat. <laughs> How long until we can, you know, design a child before it's born, non-genetically, just a robot? It's like a freaking build a bear workshop. <laughs> <laughs> build a baby. <coughs> yeah, but but I think I think that's really cool. It's really creative, really. Uh, especially with the age of robotics, I think we're we're being forced to be more creative. Uh, and what better place to look than? biology (laughs) Because life is really complicated life in all forms from humans to animals to everything like that So we're taking those principles and we're slowly applying them to robotics Uh, Not because not because it's fun or because it's exciting to do that But because we're running out of ideas and we need to look elsewhere for for inspiration on that Uh, just to uh, Just to clarify this this little robot is actually being actively developed by cornell university Woo, new york i live not too far from cornell uh and the uh, instituto italiano di tecnologia uh, which is an <laughs> italian technical institute that's literally what it translates <laughs> um and so so there that's a, it's a joint venture between those two you know universities to develop this uh you know this robot uh the these are uh, little slippery fingers that are actually meant to go on a like a like a gripper uh-huh. style robot and so you i mean the audience can't see it right now but there's little gifs of it on the robot there using it to you know grip an object and and use that there and so those fingers being highly you know with those fingers having high dexterity they need to be operating well at all times um i don't know if you've ever tried using a claw machine at an old fries or anything like that but when the claw machine's old you can hear it creak (laughs) like when it tries to grab something for it it's because no one cares about those claw machines and they haven't been lubricated in a while um but that's not the case with with these uh with this with this robot here so really really cool stuff going on coming from cornell university shout outs to anyone who's working on the apple genetics uh side of cornell university because those are my homies those are the people I knew. Really? And the apple genetics. Yeah, yeah. So, really cool stuff. Uh, they, I never got a chance to try their, uh, the apples that they grew on the farm at Cornell, uh, but they did tell me that they were actively involved in the development of the Snapdragon apple, which I did have a chance to try because they sold it at the markets there in New York, which is actually really cool. It was, it's meant to be a crispy, like, honey crisp apple, crunchy, oh. with, like... A slightly sweeter red apple taste hmm. so it was really cool that's really cool because it was genetic it's a genetically designed apple
1: so <laughs> now we just gotta wait for them to make the robots able to like convert the humidity in the air to naturally produce its own sweat <laughs> yeah
0: pretty soon we won't have to even fuel these robots with batteries you know they're just gonna intake oxygen from the air and then and then uh you know release carbon dioxide and just be fueled by combustion that way that would be wild i think that's when i would get scared of robots yeah
1: that would be spooky
0: yeah having literally a robotic lung that can do that for you we'll run faster than usain bolt because we, we have the technology yeah i was actually talking to my co-workers about that today i'm like i i physically could never beat usain bolt because his running stride is almost eight feet jesus really yeah so when he's full blast like from one step to the next that's eight feet his legs are going dude. oh my so god it's like eight, feet, eight feet eight feet eight feet eight feet eight feet every step dude it's <laughs> nuts <laughs> yeah yeah and, so, and that and that conversation arose because i told my i told my friends that my fastest uh mile run was like six six minutes and like 27 seconds or six minutes 25 seconds he
1: literally steps bigger than an average person yeah, he he can step
0: almost literally twice my height. Jeez. <laughs> and so we're like comparing numbers. I'm like, yeah, my stride. You know, I'm a shorter guy. I'm like five foot seven. I'm like, yeah, my stride is probably like, what three feet? <laughs> <laughs> almost three times my stride, Usain Bolt. But maybe maybe with a robotic lung, uh, I can uh, I can surpass Metal Gear. That is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, because I will become Metal Gear at that point with an iron lung. Uh, but anyway. Uh, moving on from, from that robotics story, uh, there is one more story that I wanted to share regarding Windows, uh, since we <coughs> talked a couple weeks ago about uh, you know the ending of Windows 7 uh-huh. and the support for Windows 7. Uh, in that story, I want to make a slight correction, because I made it seem like there was absolutely going to be no support for Windows 7 provided by Microsoft. That is a lie. Uh, for most people, they won't get Windows 7 support. But for enterprise solutions that are still using Windows 7, most companies that are still using Windows 7, uh, you can actually purchase uh, oh window. You can actually purchase Windows 7 support from Microsoft. Where there, it's an extended support. Um, but of course, it's highly specialized and it's for an out-of-date product, which is why you have to pay for it because yeah. they're not just going to provide that willy-nilly. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find the article where I read that right now because there's, uh, I believe it was the, the, the German, I want to say it was the German government still runs on Windows 7 um, and they actually purchased this support plan for all of their machines Dang. and for all, yeah, and for all of their, you know, for all their offices or anything that falls under their, uh, I guess, Germanic government. <laughs> Scope? I don't know. Anything that uses Windows 7, right? Uh, and it's actually costing them a pretty, pretty penny from what I remember reading there. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to find that article here real quick. But uh, but yeah, so I think it was like... I think it cost them almost $340,000. Whoa. And I think that's an annual plan <laughs> for Windows 7 support. I'll, I'll, confirm, I'll confirm the details here as soon as I find the... The article there, but I'm pretty sure that's a really not really accurate number. But that's a oh, found it. All right, three hundred thirty thousand dollars was not an accurate number. Do you want (laughs) to guess? Do you want to guess how much how much they're paying for it?
1: Uh, thirty mil. No, lower. Lower? Thankfully, uh, I
0: wasn't too far off, but I was still pretty far off. Like seven hundred thousand. Close eight hundred and eighty-seven thousand dollars. Jesus, for uh for for extended security updates and support for for the German. <laughs> but I did get the government right. It is the German government. Uh, but yeah. So in 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 euros, that's eight hundred thousand euros uh, that they'll be paying, uh, and that is for Windows Seven Enterprise machines, uh, which is you know big business. Uh, and uh, I believe let's see here, and that's. You know, again, for the enterprise users, so that's really kind of like a worst case scenario because it's Windows Seven Enterprise. Uh, below that is like Windows Seven Pro and like Home editions, right? Um, but the government, the government of Germany has a Windows Seven Enterprise that they needed support for, uh, and that's not even all of their machines. Not not all the German government machines. Only two th- two only twenty thousand of their eighty five thousand machines have Windows Seven. So. Eight hundred eighty-seven thousand USD for support and continued security updates for twenty thousand machines. That's a pretty on. penny. That's hold a pre-
1: on. Let's let me see this. How how much U.S. dollars? Eight hundred
0: eighty-seven thousand dollars, almost a million. All right, and then tw- you said twenty thousand machines. Yeah, twenty thousand machines. So just some quick math. You'll let you'll let the audience know how much that is exactly.
1: Let's. 44 dollars 35 a year per machine oh yikes that's all i'm gonna say that's all i'm gonna say just for updates and continued support yeah you'd think i mean you'd think it'd be more cost effective to just upgrade yeah it, it really would especially since the upgrades are
0: free <laughs> yeah uh but that i don't for i now, don't know anyway yeah at the same time though i don't run it for the german government so I don't know what the adoption costs or what the downtime would be or even the, if they can afford the downtime right. to update the machines. And the security that all that implies, uh, I just don't know. I'm, I'm not that level of IT. So I'm assuming they deemed this more economically viable. I don't know. But you, would,
1: you would assume, though, in the long run, that it'd be better to do it sooner than later. <laughs>
0: yeah. I I think so too. I think a lot of it's compatibility too. Probably their proprietary government programs that they use run best on Windows 7. Uh, Especially since it's non-consumer programs. They probably run best. They were coded for specifically Windows 7. Uh, And again, that's just the adoption side of flipping everyone over to Windows 10. Even in compatibility mode, some programs just don't work. And that's just the sad truth. So I guess they deemed it necessary to just continue supporting windows 7 in all fairness though we do know that germans like to complicate everything
1: <laughs> and we can
0: see that in their cars especially volkswagen uh mercedes benz what, what's another german car company B- bmw are they G- i think they're german i think i want to say they're german i
1: think you might be right
0: yeah because i'm pretty sure bmw stands for a super german name that i can't remember it is it is german I don't know what BMW stands for, but I know it's German. Uh, but but yeah, so German's complicating things, going to cost them a pretty penny, um, and we'll just leave them to it. But we'll point and laugh the entire time. I know I will, because they're running Windows 7 and had to pay that much for continued support and security updates.
1: They've got to slowly be upgrading those 20,000, I would think. Because if they don't slowly update them, and they just wait till there's absolutely no support... And they gotta update all of them at once. It's gonna be a mess. Yeah, that's I can
0: I can I don't even want to think about it. But I know that's gonna be an IT nightmare, that I'm glad I'm not gonna be participating in. <laughs> so we'll just we'll just leave them to their own devices for that. I'll be glad that I am not a part of that. Uh, but that's oh yeah, just one little one. Not really a news story, but a little tidbit that I thought would be fun to share. Uh, the Vine successor, which is called Byte, B-Y-T-E, like the digital Byte, uh, it's available now for Android and, and iOS. I actually downloaded it the day that it came out. Really? Yeah, yeah. And you know why? Because when I was a Mormon missionary out in New York from 2013 to 2015, October 2013 to October 2015 to be more precisely, I completely missed the birth, the apex, and the death of Vine <laughs> in those two years. <laughs> I came back and I was like, what's this Vine shit? And then everyone's like, oh, dude, that's dead. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I missed this cultural phenomenon completely. Like, absolutely. And I feel like... Yeah, it was popping I, for a minute. And then
1: it just disappeared.
0: Yeah. Like, I remember coming home and I'm like, all right, I got to catch up on all this stuff that happened while I was gone. Uh, and then I finally got to the Vine portion. I'm like, oh, what's Vine? And friends are like, oh, like yeah, it's like it was this app that was really cool. <laughs> Made some people famous, but now it's dead, and so like, I spend my time, every once in a while I'll go on
1: YouTube and I'll be like, funny Vine compilation. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of people who blew up because of Vine and are still super big in the online entertainment industry.
0: Yeah, isn't that how how Logan Paul blew up, was through Vine?
1: I believe both, yeah, both Logan and Jake, um, it's how David Dobrik blew up, and mm-hmm. I mean, he's like, top vlog dog right now, so. Yeah, yeah. I
0: want, I wanted to say Casey Neistat, but I'm pretty sure he's a YouTube OG, but I don't know, cause I missed mine, so <laughs> <laughs> I literally have no clue, <clears throat> literally have no clue.
1: Oh, um, well now it's, now it's all the TikToks.
0: Now we gotta know, yeah, yeah, oh, uh, what's that annoying chick's name? She's like Latina, super hot, I don't remember her name, but she has a really f- funky sounding name that I'm pretty sure I'll remember after this podcast, I can't remember it right now. Uh, but yeah, lots of people made it on Vine, and so we have a replacement. We have Bite. Uh, there's some funny stuff on there. I was actually exploring it, so now that I have it, I have to like think. All right, what's some what's some stuff that I can? I'm gonna have to check it create. out. Yeah, it's like it's really easy. You download it, you sign up with Google, and boom, like you're in it. So I have to think of
1: seven minute clips. I actually Madge got me into TikTok now because I found out it's not just teens singing everywhere. <laughs> yeah tiktok's a whole meme there's some there's some pretty sick gaming clips in there
0: oh i haven't even seen any gaming clips from tiktok yeah yeah so we have to blow up blow up on tiktok blow up on on bite for sure uh i really want to see that uh that dude from from uh uh from vine the the skater guy
1: his gear whack his hair (laughs) whack his foot stance, whack. The way he doesn't even he like, like to smile, whack. whack. <laughs> dude, I
0: seen him, him posted all over Facebook recently. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I saw the full Vine of, of that guy today for the first time ever, <laughs> like from the beginning to end, and it's it's hilarious. I, I dude, if you're listening but you're not, <laughs> just blow up on Bite for me, please, please. <laughs> I'll watch all of your Bite clips. It'll be great. Uh, but with that aside, yeah, I have no other no other he's, tech he, news today. That,
1: that just happens to be our one random viewer on iTunes. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> he's like, "I got you, fam." <laughs> yeah, we do have like one listener on on Apple Podcasts. It's really weird.
1: And then we have like one on Mac Pro or something like that. Yeah, right? someone listens <laughs> straight
0: from their Mac Pro. It's like, who's that? Not me. I mean, do I? What do I even have? Any friends that I know has a Mac Pro? Not to my knowledge.
1: Um I mean I know there's a couple we haven't talked to in a while that might Greg maybe being one of them. Maybe,
0: yeah. He was an Apple fan back in the day. He might still be. I don't know. I don't I, don't, I haven't talked to him in forever. Yeah. Yeah, but that's it for the tech news. I'm sure you got some good gaming some really exciting gaming news
1: today. I do, and I'm upset because I just shut one of my tabs. Alright, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so first up, the one that I am super excited about, and I know our whole group was excited about, is Atari branded hotels with eSports studios and game rooms are coming to the U.S. Yes! And of all of the locations they confirmed, Arizona gets the first location.
0: Phoenix, baby, (laughs) let's go! So excited.
1: Yeah, it's going to be sick. Um, Construction is supposed to begin mid-2020, and they're hoping to finish between 18 to 24 months, so a year and a half to two years. Yeah, which is what
0: I actually predicted, because I didn't even read the article, and that's Mm -hmm. what I predicted.
1: Yeah, I want to say that one was just recently announced, like, how long they wanted to take. (laughs) But I'm super excited. I think it's going to be sick, especially if, like, however they decide to theme it i hope they don't go like overly simple and they really take the like gaming edge to it because yeah i mean that'll be the main thing separating it from other hotels if they just go out being like everybody else i don't see them popping off as much yeah but like they have a lot of potential and as soon as like pre-orders for rooms open it is gonna be sold out so fast quick for a I, long time. Yeah, I predict at least a year, a year and a half, it's gonna be booked completely.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I think so too. Uh, as far as like their theming, kind of going along with <clears throat> with your concern there, um, he, at least here in Tucson, right? We have like different levels of like gamery aesthetic, right? Uh, it used to be that like Cobra Arcade was like the gamer place and everyone's like "Whoa, cobra arcade which it is because they have a bunch of amazing machines in there new ones and classic machines so pops off the cobra uh for you know hats off to cobra for for doing that the most recent place that took it a up a notch from that is round one Mm -hmm. arcade which is like a japanese themed arcade place where you can have lots of fun i love round one it's a really sick place i love their karaoke dude it's so cool it's so cool especially because they have it in different languages they have all my favorite spanish songs and karaoke there dude. oh really i went hard on my sister's birthday we rented a room i went
1: ham dude they do they do they run their like rooms like off like the internet or do they have like designated karaoke machines? They they
0: they have designated karaoke machines. The way that it works is that you download an app called Heel Sonic on your phone, and you run the karaoke machine off of your phone.
1: Oh, that's cool. So like
0: you queue up songs from your phone, you look them up on your phone, and they just appear on the TV. You know, using the karaoke machine at round one, it's so dope, dude. Uh, it's so dope. And the pizza's pretty good. Their ice cream is cheap. It's like you know forty nine cents for a cone there, or something like that. Uh, and if i
1: remember correctly they also have like a full bar as well they do they have a full
0: bar they have a full bar yeah so my so my my sister for her birthday we all went there and everyone just like got drunk off of wine and then we got into the, <laughs> and then we got into the karaoke room because you can't have drinks in the karaoke room you can have food though so that was lots of fun <laughs> so I highly recommend round one but continuing back to the story round one is like the place in tucson right now for the gamery aesthetic for the the wild japanese theme and they do a really good job i'm expecting this atari hotel to take it up another notch from oh there. They, they have to they have to
1: especially being in phoenix yeah they yeah. have they have to go big otherwise it's like i said it's gonna be like every other hotel mm-hmm. i'm excited even though i probably will never be able to afford it to see what their most expensive suite is and oh, everything in that dude, room
0: dude dude never say never it's if we gotta get... be
1: so decked out yeah thousands of dollars a night like there's gotta be arcade machines in the room right i hope so. gotta be. they better they better for paying top dollar for that and then have you seen like their new like i don't know how new it is but i've only seen it recently they're like 3d pong machine have you seen that
0: yes i think they have one at round one
1: Really? Yeah, where it's oh, like yeah, physical bricks. Do. Where yeah. it's like physical
0: bricks and an actual ball that goes yeah, around. Yeah.
1: They I, oh man, that hotel's gonna be so sick. I'm super excited. Yeah, but that room's gonna be so expensive. <laughs> it's gonna be dude.
0: so expensive. Dude, I'm telling you, we should gather up all of our forces and our money and just rent out the most expensive room. I'd be so just for down. a night. I'd be so down. Get sloshed. <laughs> just enjoy the Atariness. I'm so down, dude
1: all right as for the hotel that is all i have on that um more coronavirus stuff though the chinese league of legends pro series is currently suspended due to the coronavirus
0: yeah i remember reading about that
1: um yeah the the lpl basically delayed the matches and said until we can ensure the safety and health of our players and fans this is not happening which, yeah,
0: so they didn't give a time when they'll be back with that series, did they? They just postponed it indefinitely?
1: Yeah, they just said uh, they're that they're sorry for the disruption and promised to update fans as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they didn't give a Oh, wait, actually, all professional sporting events have been suspended until March. Wow. Per China's General Administration of Sport.
0: March? That's after Chinese New Year, isn't it? Or is that right before? I think it's after.
1: I think that is after. Right after.
0: Because I think February. I don't know. I, haven't, I don't celebrate Chinese New Year. So I, I have s- no clue.
1: I want to say that's actually going on right now, right? The Lunar... Probably. New Year?
0: I believe so. Probably. I don't know. Someone Google that for us. I should Google that for
1: us. <laughs> Just real quick since I'm on the on the bench here. It's, a, it's crazy to see how much that coronavirus is affecting. Especially since to me, like, I haven't looked into the virus too, too much, so I don't know exactly how long it's been going on, but it seems like it popped up overnight almost, so it's crazy to see, like, like you said, all those businesses being kind of paused, and then it affecting pro esports and other areas. I remember seeing, too, like, did you see that hospital they built in, like, under a week. Like the makeshift all the, hospital. Yeah. I've seen a picture of it. Yeah, they finished it in like two or three days, I think. Jeez. They, yeah, they're wilding over there. Um, Next up, the video game Dying Light. There is a Battle Royale spinoff that players can now get for free as long as they've played Dying Light before. They're doing this basically because of the unfortunate Dying Light 2 delays so they're trying to basically like you know keep people in and say you know thanks for being so patient with us and not like killing us over this delay like they're <laughs> not they're not getting a they're not getting the angry hate mob yeah they want to keep the hype alive yeah so they're basically as long as you've played Dying Light or you own it on PC or Xbox or whatever if you go to their website and link your PSN Xbox or PC account they'll basically see it and they'll say You know, you qualify to get this free game, um, link your account and download it. Download it, it, yeah. Um, It's pretty dope. Hopefully this gets a lot of people playing it because it's been around for a while and unfortunately it came out at like the prime area of all the big battle royales so it kind of died out super fast to where now their daily player count was under 100 people and the battle royale matches in this aren't particularly huge. It's only, like, 12 players at once. Oh, okay. And um, and then, of course, you also have zombies that you're fighting. Yeah, yeah. So you can choose to either, like, team up with people to kill zombies and get equipment, but eventually you do have to fight each other. Or each other, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's definitely an interesting take. I know I'm going to be downloading it just to see if... I can get into a game, hopefully. Yeah.
0: Dude, when you, when you said there was a player base of, like, less than 100, I thought, like, do they get together on Reddit and just, like, <laughs> agree to all play right? at the same time? <laughs> like,
1: every day? Like, <laughs> Hey, guys, anybody there? <laughs> yeah. I'll
0: be playing at this time. Hopefully, you guys can play, too. Because uh, if not, then no one can play. That is pretty cool, though, how they're giving away that game. That's not... I don't want to say it's rare, but it's definitely not expected of any video game company.
1: Okay, so this article was basically from two days ago on PC Gamer by Fraser Brown. And it says that after they released it for free, um, it did inject some life into it. According to Steam Charts, it was almost back to its peak player count at launch. (laughs) And this is kind of sad because their peak player count was around 347 people <laughs> playing at once as of an hour ago two days ago when this article was posted geez <laughs> so they
0: literally quadrupled their player base and it's still under 400 yeah
1: let's see let's see something here real quick dang that's crazy that
0: that leads to an ent- an interesting question though the is the current economy at least in the united states affecting the gamer industry as far as purchasing power goes because that's what it seems like maybe in this case a really small case nonetheless but really the the driving factor of this was that the game was free yeah and gamers love free stuff but gamers also love paying for games when they come out Mm -hmm. if it interests them yeah so i'm that's actually a really interesting question i'd like to see numbers on that like game release dates gross uh you know money generated on release dates for certain games especially the big title ones but also the smaller ones too because i think those are interesting numbers to keep an eye on too
1: and i could definitely understand how this one didn't pop off super super popular it being only 12 players at once and it costing around the time like free battle royales were popping off like yeah fortnite um but I definitely do want to give it a shot, because the zombies it's themselves add a different, like, playstyle element, as well as the way you play Dying Light. Have you ever played Dying Light? I have not played Dying Light. It is, like, yeah. really big on parkour. Oh okay. So, it's essentially, like, a first-person parkour zombie battle royale.
0: <laughs> that sounds, like, fun to me.
1: Yeah. Um, let's see here... So, according to their peak player count and how many people are in a game, there's roughly, that's roughly 29 games going on at once if they're all full. I could probably run that off a of home server. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, I mean, hopefully it sparks a little more life into it because it would really be unfortunate for those servers to get shut down cuz servers do cost money to run. Yeah. Um as for Dying Light, that is it. And next up, Doom Eternal will not have microtransaction or an in-game store. Yay, good news. Hopefully more games follow this suit because I am sick of microtransactions. Yeah. And paying for either experience boosts or items you usually have to find or have skill to acquire.
0: Yeah, or have to grind insane amount of times to get if you don't want to pay for them.
1: Yeah, like, like I understand how some people like it being you know, life is busy, life happens, not everyone has time to play games. However, to me, it was always like a lot more rewarding to earn something than to buy something. Then unlock it, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And that's, there's that's where like the joy and like the elitism of gaming comes from—is being skilled, being putting in the the time to unlock things, uh, and just taking a monetary shortcut. It feels like cheating, in all honesty, uh, in my perspective. I know that the thought process, and I'm not saying that I've spoken to game devs or you know executives in the gaming industry, but just just out of pure virtue of the nature of how businesses run, I know that their thought process behind it, uh, behind microtransactions is, quote, unquote, a lot of people are working so much nowadays that they don't have time to make, you know, don't have time to put into games like they used to anymore. So let's offer them microtransactions so they can buy the upgrades that they won't be able to get other, other, you know, through other means if they don't have the time. Yeah. I know that's what they think you know close quote on that but at the same time there's lots of people who love video games who have time to play video games and there's also a lot of people who don't have time to play video games that also work hard but they even though they work hard and they don't have the time to play video games they still don't have the money to buy all the stuff that they would like to invest in the into their favorite game Mm -hmm. um that's just how it is like at least in the american market that's exactly how it is like we're still recovering from a slight recession and don't even mention, you know, the big, you know, the small depression of like 2008 and the stock, you know, the stock market and the housing crash that happened that time. We're still recovering from that. Yeah. If not monetarily, then, you know, morally and, you know, energy-wise. <coughs> but still, that's crazy. And I, I'm i definitely not a fan of microtransac- microtransactions in-game. Uh, I don't remember, I can't, I can't remember the last time I bought a skin on League of Legends. All this, all my recent skins have been earned. <laughs> yeah,
1: honestly, ever since they, um, did the update a few years back where you can re-roll skin shards or their orange essence to buy skins, like I haven't bought me a skin, in a, I think since then, honestly.
0: Yeah, because there's always a chance that you'll get a skin, and even it's not the even if it's not the skin you want or one that you were particularly looking forward to. Freeze-free Yeah. for just playing the game, for doing what you were doing in the beginning. And
1: it's not like they give you... It's not like you're constantly getting the worst skins. Like, there's always legacy content, epic skin shards, legendary skin... Like, you don't get bogus skin shards. Like, I think I have probably a good 30 shards that are just sitting in my thing, and they're all either legacy, epic, or legendary. Yeah. And I just don't have the orange essence (laughs) yet to get them
0: yeah i know for me one that i recently got that i was actually really happy to get was star guardian lux that was a skin
1: reroll i want to say i got star guardian misfortune like a couple weeks ago that's a
0: solid one that's a solid one yeah so i and i i think that they give out the skins at a certain time and everyone just gets the skin at the same time <laughs> if they re-roll skin shards you know in league of legends that's just my theory because there's been times where i re-rolled and gotten a skin <coughs> and i see you know in the games the following week i see lots of people with the same skin oh right yeah so i'm like this is definitely premeditated like they're they're planning this out <laughs> and everyone's getting the same skin <laughs> let me see here
1: um it's all a conspiracy man now, of course, in Doom Eternal, they are still going to have like, um, cosmetic items, but it's not going to be money to buy them. You're going to basically be buying them with experience you get from playing the game. Cool. So, just like the olden days. Yeah, And as it should be. I think not only is it refreshing to get a game that doesn't have microtransactions or an in-game shop, but in the time we're in now where every game has it, it is a great way to stand out to the competition because, like, how many other games can you say right now are coming out that you know for fact won't have microtransactions or an in game store? Probably a risk of ring two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that I... doesn't count. That's an indie <laughs> game.
0: Like, like that's, that's a whole different league. Yeah. That's about it. I can't name any other game.
1: Because, I mean, as far as I know, I, could defi- I don't know if they've confirmed it yet or not, but I can see Cyberpunk having it when they release their online yeah. multiplayer, mm-hmm. for sure, because that's going to be a big hitter. Um, I'm not sure if Halo Infinite confirmed whether or not they would.
0: Have Halos had microtransactions before? I don't think before? Halo has. I don't think so either. Mind you, I don't really play Halo, but... I feel like it'd be really out of place for the kind of story-driven game Halo is. Yeah. Maybe for multiplayer, but I've never seen any type of microtransaction-y crap going on with Halo that I've remembered. So you're 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 more experienced on that than I am. Yeah, I don't
1: I don't recall ever having any in-game transactions for Halo.
0: Yeah, but we're crossing our fingers that it's not the first case here with Halo Infinite cuz that'd be really bad. Yeah. <laughs> that would look really bad. Right?
1: would <laughs> look really really bad. Let's see here. And then my final story is one that I'm actually super excited about and that is a possible leak on Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic reboot being in development.
0: Ooh. Really? Yeah. Do we know which studio is working on it?
1: Um, they're not entirely sure. However, they believe it might be Bioware, which is the team behind Knights of the Old Republic 1, Yeah. rather than Obsidian. Um. Mm. Because it's part of the EA family, rather than microsoft owned obsidian yeah um now i haven't played knights of the old republic 2 i only played the first one and i absolutely loved that game yeah like, it was really hard for me to get into it, because I was like, I just want a lightsaber already. Yeah, but like you know, but... get a lightsaber first thing, go <laughs> no away. But, like, the story was so good, and it's probably been one of my favorites for a while. Like, once you actually get into the story and you understand what's going on. Yeah. Because when I first played it, I think I was a little too young to understand, like, everything happening. Yeah. Um, did you ever play Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic? I did, yeah.
0: This I'm in the same boat as you, where I... When was the first? I think I may have been like fourteen or fifteen when I first played it, and even then I still couldn't grasp, you know, what what that game really
1: was about. Yeah, because there's and, a lot of story elements in there that are like big words, <laughs> big, big big story, big brain, big chungus.
0: Yeah, all the big. <laughs> but yeah, so I think I probably put three hours into the game. And most of it was just wandering around trying to figure out what the hell I'm supposed to do, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I did I did play it. Uh, I, from what I remember, I liked it, but I didn't really understand what it was about.
1: So and it to me it was one of the games that really got me more into the role playing aspect because you had different skills that you unlocked. like what like. Upgrading your speech or your lock picking or stuff like that to get into areas or access certain dialogue. Mm-hmm. to Reputation. Advance. Yeah. Then um, that was another thing you could like choose. I like the fact that you could choose to like go more dark with it or stay in the light and it would like affect your character. Yeah. To um, become
0: dark force corrupted. Yeah. And your appearance would reflect
1: that. Um, the report claims that EA has... A reboot in development which could be announced as soon as e3 in june hmm. and supposedly it could either be coming back as a remake or a sequel with elements of both knights of the old republic one and two retold as part of the plot hmm, a sequel so it I could think that would be huge it could be yeah knights of the old republic three or its own like reboot with some story changes like of one and two put together which would be very interesting yeah or
0: just like a remastered knights of the old republic
1: collection and have (laughs) the two integrated into the same game somehow which would be super sick too another thing that i really liked about that was i love the fact that you can like depending on what planet you were on, you could find like different colored lightsaber crystals to change your lightsaber and you actually like built your lightsaber in the game, which I thought was really neat. Yeah. Um but this is big because I know even though even with as old as Knights of the Old Republic one and two is, they still have a really major following. So I mean they could get on a lot of good people's side. Yeah. Like EA has been they're obviously not the best company when it comes to like they get respecting franchises yes and pleasing fans so i mean if they do this right it could bump them back up fairly well yeah and i know that they are fighting super hard to keep that star wars gaming licensing because they got like they almost got it ripped away from them after battlefront 2 yeah yeah
0: and then they did a really good job with uh jedi fallen order So this could be a good sign that they're learning from their mistakes uh, and they're listening to the right group of people when it comes to game making. Uh, I haven't played Jedi Fallen Order, but you have and you've you've given it very, very positive reviews. Oh yeah, I love that game. So maybe they'll apply some of the same magic formula from Jedi Fallen Order to these new remakes if they do happen, which will most definitely be the case because they need to save their own ass as far as what they're portrayed as in the gaming light
1: and it would definitely be interesting if they do do this reboot because a lot of people were kind of like biffed after disney bought rights because disney was like yeah everything that was star wars not canon anymore (laughs) so like this would officially make knights of the old republic canon again yeah even though a lot of people are already like still canon to me still canon yeah
0: (laughs) well i mean Disney has no right to take away what the fans deem canon collectively. Fair. Fair. They just make entertainment. <laughs> so at least that's how I see it.
1: Um, it could also be interesting if they set up like I know the time like the time difference in the timeline is gonna be pretty great compared to what their next movies are supposed to be with the High Republic era, but they could definitely like do some early backstory that could eventually affect the possible movies coming out yeah have it all tied in <clears throat> mm-hmm. they could they could pull a marvel and have it all tied in
0: because when marvel came out with marvel vs. capcom 3 and then ultimate marvel vs. capcom 3 they were definitely foreshadowing some movies that they were going to do in the years following uh doctor strange is yep. an ultimate marvel versus capcom 3 we got a doctor strange movie uh you know in in marvel versus capcom infinite we have captain marvel we got a Captain Marvel movie short af- shortly after. Uh, what What's another example from Ultimate Marvel? I know him is Oh, Rocket Raccoon? Yep. And then we got a Guardians of the Galaxy movie a couple of years after. So this could definitely be the same marketing strategy uh, from Disney, from Star Wars. I hope they do because I want more Star Wars things. I want it done correctly. Yeah. The new trilogy, I'm not a big fan of that. Of the new trilogy, I'm just not. They're good
1: movies, but they're not good Star Wars movies. We need movies with storytelling of Mandalorian.
0: Yeah, we need Mandalorian level stuff, (laughs) man. And I love Rogue One. Rogue One is probably one of my favorite Star Wars movies.
1: Dude, same. It's so good. Rogue One is amazing all the way. the The very ending scene with Vader is like so like spine tingling.
0: Yeah, you. I could watch like. A thirty-minute clip of Vader just wasting <laughs> rebel <royal laughs> troops on his ship. I'm pretty sure that would be great.
1: <laughs> um, the per, one of the main writers of that movie, Gary Wooda, has stated that he'd be interested in doing a Star Fox movie, which I would be super stoked on. Oh, that'd be dope. That'd be so sick. Yeah. As long as it's done right and it doesn't look like and the and like Star Fox and all them don't look weird (laughs) yeah yeah like uh oh like i'm trying to think like
0: the original sonic trailer weird yeah
1: (laughs) but i mean if it's done right it could be sick yeah absolutely um i have one more final little announcement have you heard of mortal kombat legends scorpion's revenge
0: the animated trailer that was released i think yesterday yeah, I saw that. I haven't seen the trailer. Oh, I know lots of people were so mad. So good. I know lots of people were mad because it wasn't the live-action Mortal Kombat trailer. So a lot of people were salty about that. Um, but I haven't seen the trailer. So I'd ha- I, we have to watch the I still the think it
1: looks super good. Based off the trailer, it almost, to me, looks like a retelling of the very first Mortal Kombat game. Like, story-wise. Um, obviously, I'm guessing they're going to put a little more focus on Scorpion. Yeah. But you do see you know other famous characters from the game in the trailer you see Luke Cage you see Johnny Cage Sonya Sub-Zero, Sub-Zero. obviously <laughs> um, he has G- to be in there. goro makes an appearance like dope it definitely looks like it can be good hopefully it's not like booty writing and animation <laughs> yeah. like once it's released but it looks like it has some good Um, potential. I'm definitely excited for it.
0: As far as art style, is it made in the same art style as Mortal Kombat 1? Just like super basic outfits and things like that? Or is it more like a modern take? Is it more of a redesign Um, of the MK1 sprites?
1: It's kind of modern design. If I had to... uh, I'm trying to think of like what other animated shows I've seen with this style.
0: Like the League of Legends shorts maybe?
1: Like... uh, (laughs) Like, there's other animated cartoons I've seen with, like, this style.
0: Oh, uh, Last Airbender?
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah that that's exactly the style. Of it.
0: That's dope, dude. I love the animation style. I think it's really good. It's really yeah, I, I
1: think it looks really good. Like I said, I'm definitely excited for it. Let's see. It is... Let's see. It's going to take on the traditional Mortal Kombat story. Focused on the tournament held between the champions of Outworld and Earthrealm. The it's mo- a good story. It's yeah,
0: no, f- no fluff, no, no BS. It's a
1: really straightforward hero save the world story. Um, hopefully, we're gonna see some sick fatalities because the movie is R rated. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, dude. Got to <laughs> see
0: some sick. Who's gonna die? That's my question. We um, see some fatalities. People are gonna
1: die. We're probably gonna see definitely if it's if they're doing a revenge story with scorpion you're definitely gonna see a lot of his clan die mm-hmm. at the hands of um sub-zero
0: yeah yeah do you think well so does sub-zero die in, in mortal kombat one or is that two
1: i think that might be two
0: yeah i don't remember him dying in one now that i think of it dang it and I then see and then
1: his brother becomes like the sub the sub-zero and the rest of the Was story like Kui yeah, because the original sub zero who dies, I believe, becomes noob cybot. Yes. Let's see.
0: Bihan. Bihan. That's a meme on YouTube. I'll show it to you after the podcast. We show each other lots of funny videos that we think of on the podcast after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we should do like a post podcast like happy hour where we just like share funny YouTube videos.
1: I'm seeing if they're... Okay. Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge will be released on digital DVD and Blu-ray in spring of 2020. They don't have the exact date yet. That's but... super soon. Yeah.
0: I'm, I want to watch it. For sure. That's going to be dope.
1: As far as my news stories, though, sir, that is everything. That's everything. Um, I do know that there is potential... Um, what is it? What's the DC fighting game? Injustice? Yeah, possible Injustice 3. That'd be wild. They believe because of the fact that Joker's being added into Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. They think it could be a slight tease towards that. Yeah. It's a really
0: cool Joker, too. Yeah. Have you seen gameplay of it? His fatality's so sick. I have not seen his fatality. No? That's the only thing I haven't seen. Yeah, I've seen gameplay. I've seen, like, his setups... I've basically seen, like, the, you know, the, the, uh, move set display video where they, like, show up his setups, like, his keep away, all that jazz. Yeah, after set. this,
1: after this, you got to see the video because his fatality is super sick. Down.
0: we got, we got a list of videos to watch after the <laughs> podcast. More than usual today, I feel. Yeah. We, got, we saw some videos before the podcast, too. Well, a video crazy walmart crazy lady.
1: walmart lady man yeah Oh, that is my favorite sick. video right now dude it's great it's great
0: <laughs> but uh all right so if you have no more uh, stories then i think we should just do a quick recap of the lcs standings since we just got through the first week of the north american lcs uh and we're just around you know our oh, our our uh, limit here for our podcast not really a limit but that's just what we aim for every yeah. time for consistency's sake right but the current lcs standings really surprised me i saw some games i was disappointed in some teams I was really impressed by by others, um, but currently tied for first at uh, two wins and zero losses. We have <coughs> Team Dignitas, which I definitely didn't uh, expect. Uh, FlyQuest, which I definitely didn't uh, expect as well. And then the third person, the third team tied for first is Cloud Nine, which yeah. are do- definitely doing better than I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't expect them to do as well going on throughout the season. We just went through the first week of LCS. Um, Cloud9 specifically on FlyQuest and Dignitas too. I don't expect them to, you know, have outstanding weeks like they did for the opening week of LCS, but we'll wait and see. Uh, if any of them stay at number 1, it's going to be Cloud9 for sure. Uh tied for fourth at one win and one loss, we have 100 Thieves, Evil Geniuses, Team Liquid, and Immortals. So, Team Liquid definitely did not expect them to lose their first game against Cloud9. <laughs> And the opening day of LCS, they got stomped by Cloud9. It was like a 23-minute game. Ugh. Yeah, they got railed. It was it was bad. I remember watching that and just cringing the whole time for for Team Liquid because I wanted Team Liquid to win. Um, but nonetheless, it's just still a one-game difference between you know the spots and, and the LCS so far. So we'll just wait till the rest of the the rest of the season goes. Um, and then tied for eighth place, we have three teams. We got CLG, Golden Guardians, and TSM uh definitely was not expecting TSM to be 02. Yeah, their first week. I was I, expecting them to be 1 and 1. Uh, yeah, I definitely
1: didn't expect them to be at the top, but I definitely didn't expect them to be all the way at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Same for sure. with CLG, honestly. I thought they would do a little better. I was kind of
0: Yeah, their new mid laner, Crown, he's a good mid laner. He's like a world-class mid laner, and replacing Power of Evil with Crown was definitely an upgrade in my eyes, but they're not doing too and well. And
1: then with as with as hard as it was for let me let me double check this before i come off as not knowing this team okay yeah i was right with as difficult as they were like having to find players i was not expecting dignitas to be undefeated in the first week yeah Cause I was like, man, Wild. if they spent all their money on Huni and they're having trouble <laughs> buying other players, like it's not going to be a good year for them. Yeah, yeah,
0: but they went two and zero, so I mean, that's a good, that's good for them. Uh, as far as teams that I expected to be right where they were, Golden Guardians being zero two, I kind of expected them to be at that place. Uh, Immortals and Evil Geniuses and Hundred Thieves being one and one, that's pretty much where I expected them to be in the first week of LCS. Uh, again, uh, Cloud9 at 2-0, uh, didn't expect them to be there. I expected them to be 1-1, but they're in 2-0, so, you know, they're, they're doing something right there. But those are really all my thoughts, uh, and this abbreviated LCS, uh, over, overview of the
1: first week. Did you watch, you watched the Academy games, huh. or Yes. Or some of them?
0: I watched some of them, uh, I watched some of Monday Night League, Uh, which is the academy games and then the two lcs teams that play um i didn't really like it because there's four academy games going on at the same time and each of those academy games have their own casters and then you also have casters on top of them
1: too oh that's weird
0: yeah so like they the so it was like it was freak and i want to say i want to say kobe probably being the casters that uh narrated all the games as they switched between the academy games and then they have each Academy game with their own caster. It's super complicated. A lot of people complained about how chaotic it was, and I definitely agree. Uh, definitely tune into next week's Monday Night League to, to figure out what <laughs> I'm talking about because it was just straight chaotic. Uh, but but the games, the LCS games that night, were, were really good LCS games. And it was refreshing to have that available to me Monday night. Yeah. Just chill and just watch LCS, live LCS games on a Monday. It felt great.
1: And then I know you said my boy Contracts was killing it in the academy. game. Yeah, yeah,
0: they 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 won their academy game that day. Uh, I think Contracts was like four zero oh, and two. Dang. I believe so. Yeah, he was he was he was kicking ass that game. So good for him. <laughs>
1: I gotta I gotta figure out what pro I'm gonna be rooting for this year because Snakey's out. My favorite jungler, Contracts, is now on an <laughs> academy team. <laughs> so like. I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta take a good gander at these teams and decide who I'm going to be rooting for.
0: Yeah, I'm rooting for Broxa when he comes over from Europe. Um, he's supposed to be on TL right now, but he's having Visa issues. Um, I want him to do super well on Team Liquid. Uh, mainly because imports to NA have historically been a bad idea. For the most part. Uh some notable examples of imports that didn't exactly work out were phoenix from team liquid when he first came over uh crown for for uh f- whichever team he came over for first uh you have uh, power of evil didn't really i mean he, he's pretty good but he didn't work out as well as people wanted him to work out mm-hmm. uh Febevin, who came over to na for a season and he sucked balls <laughs> <laughs> and then he went back to europe and now he's just not a good laner anymore uh, what's another one? Huni, you know, given the season, he didn't really work out in NA. He's not as dominant as he used to be on when he was on Fnatic in Europe. Uh, Rainover, same thing. Uh, when Huni and Rainover were on Fnatic, they were dominant, undefeated season. Then they came over to NA and they didn't dominate as hard. Uh, I, I, you know, there's lots of imports, lots of Korean imports that did you know, did the same uh, too. Uh, But there's lots of exceptions. Impact from Korea. He's been super
1: solid. He's, He's great. He's the best top laner in NA right now, in my opinion. It's very interesting considering, like, based off of what you'd watch, you'd expect the transfers from other regions to NA to do really well, considering, as the general consensus, like, NA's not... It's just Close bad as to being whole. the best, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting to see all the people coming from the better regions to here and not holding up. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's definitely the case. And now this season we have Soaz from Europe, uh and he's not doing too hot here in NA either. Like he's a top player and he's not doing too well. So that's just uh, hi, cutie. Hi. So, I mean, that's just what we're seeing right now, um, so I'm really hoping, and Broxa has has expressed, he, he's like, yeah, I know that European imports historically have been bad in NA, um, and that's because a lot of European imports to NA, NA is one of the highest paid regions in, in League of Legends, like, beating out even Korea, like, most times, like, for, with Faker's pay, like, everyone in, like, in NA, if you're a good player, you get paid pretty close to what Faker gets paid in Korea. Which really? is nuts. Yeah, yeah. Like million dollar contracts. Like multi million dollar contracts. I mean, we saw Hooney guaranteed two million dollar contract. Yeah. And that's just Hooney. Yeah. Imagine what Double getting paid. Imagine what Impact's getting paid. Imagine what what uh, Core JJ is getting paid. Basically everyone on TL, imagine what they're getting paid and how expensive that team is. Uh, but Broxa has expressed he knows that this is a that this is something that is observed by most people for European imports to NA, and he said that he is He's that's he's not about that that he's dedicated he's focused and he wants to you know bring NA to a world championship, which, Brox is a great jungler. Yeah. I can definitely see that happening because X Smithy's a small solid jungler. Um, he was definitely a, a rock that TL could lean on. But as far as a world championship goes, like you don't need a rock to lean on. You need a rock to sling at your opponents, <laughs> <laughs> and that that's what I think Brox is gonna do. And that's why I'm rooting for him. Uh, in the NALCS this season, so that he can bring TL to that to that championship. Have they updated like when they think he's gonna finally be able to come over? <sighs> Not that I know of. Not that I know of. I know visas are tricky, so it's kind of hard to get that figured out for anyone really. So uh-huh. I know there have been there have been players who are supposed to come over to NA, um, uh, like the Korean player Fly. He was supposed to be on FlyQuest, I think, two seasons ago. Um, and then there were visa issues and he never ended up making it Jeez. Was he over 10a Yeah. So it was supposed to be fly, fly. That was supposed to be his end game tag. <laughs> fly, fly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he never made it. So, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen here with Broxa. Um, I hope that he can, you know, get his visa soon. Uh, cause right now Shurn fires the te- team, liquid jungler and you watch him play and you're just like, man, that's no Smithy. That's, that, <laughs> you know, that's definitely not Broxa. So I'm, I'm rooting for Broxa for sure
1: what did you think about the picks we actually saw like played characters so far this season
0: yeah yeah so aphelios and senna the two new adcs quote-unquote in senna's case right they have been picked or banned every single game this past week so far which is it's awesome to see the pros play them at that <coughs> level especially Ophelios just because of how complicated it is yeah um but especially seeing senna being played because she got nerfed pretty hard in her adc capacity and everyone's playing her as an adc in the still, lcs still yeah still yeah and so they're just like farming souls they know how to play her and she destroys dude she is so strong and when games you know it's, it's rare to see a game without felia of Oph- or senna and then when they're both, uh, you know, banned from the game, then you just see the usual, um, you know, Misfortune picks, um, which which is actually really refreshing to see Misfortune back in the LCS. Um, I'm trying to remember the other ADC that I was that I was seeing. I want to say Ash or maybe Caitlyn.
1: Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember what top laner we've seen almost every single game.
0: Ooh, top laner. I know I've seen, I think they've played Set. I think they've played set in LCS once at least. It may have been the Academy team. I, I Actually, I'm pretty sure it's the Academy team that has played set. Which one? I don't know, because I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> but yeah, so Aphelios is really cool to see. Does lots of bursty damage. Uh, Senna, same thing. Lots of bursty
1: damage. Uh... Oh, that's who it was. It was Aatrox. We saw A lot, Aatrox. Of, lot of Aatrox.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he's considered kind of weak right now. So that was really, it was really. I think Aatrox is more of like a counter pick, right now, to a lot of the other popular top uh, top laners in the LCS right now. Which is really weird because Aatrox is not really like a strong, considered a strong pick
1: right now. I was also kind of surprised we saw the few Zoe picks that we did. Yeah, I feel like she's not super, super strong in mid lane right now, but mm-hmm. people still playing her, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that definitely you know, that's that's something that definitely caught me off guard right now. Um, I think I've seen one Academy game with Diana, with the Arden Censored Diana, because uh, that still works in the patch that they're playing on. And I think it still works right now, actually, from what I understand. Uh, but, yeah, still still really cool. Really exciting things to see in the LCS. I'm pretty sure I saw a Blitzcrank game as well. I think so. Yeah, I think it was Sunday. <laughs> There's a Blitzcrank game. So I was like, ding! <coughs> that was really exciting to see. You never see Blitzcrank in LCS. Yeah, that's all I have to say about the LCS. So far, this is the first week. So we have to see, give it a couple weeks, see where the teams stand after that. Flush out their problems. Maybe Broxa comes back comes to TL after his visa issues are sorted out.
1: Dude, it's going to be pretty wild if by the time Worlds comes back around, if like this coronavirus thing isn't squashed, because that's China not competing.
0: Yeah. And they won last year's championship. I think they've won two years in a row now.
1: Yeah, I think you're right.
0: Yeah. Wild. So we'll have to wait and see. I mean, that's a, Worlds is a long ways away. Um, and I don't know where they're hosting Worlds this year. I don't know if they've announced it or not. But next time they host it in, in North America, I want to go. Dude, that'd be so fun. Yeah. I think that, I think if they were to host in North America, I think it'd be in Canada. That's just because they've already done it here at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, if they do it again in Staples Center, I'm going. Like, I am going. <laughs> if, if not for the finals, for at least one game. Right. because <laughs> I want to see NA compete. Just Dude, cause it'd be so dope. Tickets for finals are probably so much. <sighs> Yeah, dude, and they'll sell out quick, super quick. But yeah, I think that's it. Is it time to end the podcast? Already? I believe so, so. Yeah, we we rambled we rambled a good amount about the LCS, but that's fine because there's lots to talk about, especially for the for the opening week. So and we had some good stories today, some good tech news, and some, we talked a lot about the Atari Hotel. So <laughs> yeah, we talk we talk a lot about the stuff that we're really hyped about. So that's good. <laughs> um, I'm
1: very curious to see. Like, how many high-profile people are going to stay at that hotel when it opens?
0: Probably a lot of people. Because there's lots of high-profile people in Phoenix. <laughs> With lots of money. So, we'll see. That's actually kind of funny, now that I think about it. Because when I was a kid, uh, my parents' summer vacation for us <coughs> would be to go to Phoenix, rent a hotel for a night, and stay the night at the hotel, and then go up and, like, go to, like, the Phoenix Zoo, or, like, go to the mall up in Phoenix... And now it's like, I'm hyped about an Atari hotel in Phoenix (laughs) that I'm going to basically do the same thing. (laughs) But but yeah. So with that being said, thanks for tuning in guys. Uh, Especially for the first pre-recorded episode of the Let's Talk About It podcast. Let us know if you prefer the pre-recorded episodes or if you prefer the live podcast. The numbers have kind of already told us which ones you guys prefer, but I digress. You can let us know directly. Shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, make sure to follow us on YouTube, on our YouTube channel now. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, a tin can with a string on it, however it is that you listen to us. Uh, just We appreciate your continued support, and we will see y'all later. Adios. Outro music. Go. If I can press play. and <laughs> All right. There we go.
1: Bye.